The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Let's Get Radical is brought to you by Avalara, sales tax automation for businesses of all sizes. Visit us on the web at avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A.com. Welcome to the business show that will change the way you look at your business practice, your organization, and yourself. This is Let's Get Radical with Liz Gold and Jody Paydar. On today's show, you'll get the straight scoop on what it means to be radical and how it can help you become the next success story. Now, here are your hosts, Jody and Liz. Well, hello, good morning, and welcome to Let's Get Radical. I'm Liz Gold, and Jody will be joining us shortly. Um, really happy to be here. We have a guest today who is a Renaissance man. I can't wait to talk to more about that and um, a modern day Renaissance man, and who's doing a lot, who just made a big move. Um, and so we're we're happy to introduce Matthew Hegem. And he is also known as the dancing CEO. He's the co-founder of Some Innovation. So from accounting technology overhauls to the recruitment of full-time CFOs, uh, this NYC-based accounting consulting firm helps fast-growth businesses and entrepreneurs transform their businesses through the power of numbers. Um, Sum's team was awarded the Smart CEO Corporate Culture Award for its outstanding uh, company culture and dedication to sustainability in the workplace. And we're going to be talking to Matthew all about workplace culture today and some trends in HR. And he was just named or recognized as one of CPA Practice Advisors 2017 20 under 40 superstars and participates as an industry expert on the advisory committee for Accountex, where he recently launched the Emerging Leaders Program. Aside from that, you know, he um, started Left Side Labs, a New York City-based dance company. He launched an arts entrepreneurship incubator program, Arts Lab, and built a platform to enable global entrepreneurs to successfully expand into the U.S. market called Newland Alliance. So welcome to the show, Matthew. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks for being here. It's so exciting no to have you. Yeah. So um, I understand you've been quite busy these days. So you want to give us a little, um, I know you just made a big move. So you want to tell us about yeah. that? Yeah, totally. I mean, uh, you know, I, I think when it, what do they say? When it uh, rains, it storms, right? <laughs> so, so I yeah. moved from New York to Virginia, a lot of life shifting going on. You know, I'm sort of at the midst of dealing with a lot of um, growth and opportunity in, in my own company. And so just sort of being in this space of movement and motion is, um, is sort of really where, where I'm at right now. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting because I'm sort of like having to go through a complete transformation as, as a leader and as a person um, and as a friend and as a family member and as a, you know, a, a work colleague. And it's all very very exciting and also very um, anxious at the same time, which is not a bad thing, but it's definitely a right. period for me. 
Yeah. And, and so, I mean, how can you talk about the transformation? I mean, moving physically is a big deal, especially moving out of New York City. I know I did that in December and I'm in Portland, Oregon, and it was great. It was a good move for me. But, you know, how do you sort of juggle all of the parts? Because obviously you're in demand as CEO, you're in demand as, uh-huh. you know, all of the different creative projects you're doing, plus, you know, your personal life. Like, how do you juggle yeah. it? Um, I, yeah, I, honestly, I would say it's a, it's just a ton of planning and thinking and organizing thoughts and asking myself questions and having many other people ask me questions too. I mean, I think, and I think, you know, and this sort of ties into this bigger picture conversation about, um, you know, HR and culture and, and, and growing teams, et cetera. But it really comes back to this sort of idea of how do you choose to face fear? Because, you know, when you're making a change like this on any level, there's sort of a certain degree of fear of the unknown, right? You don't know what's about to happen. You don't know how exactly it's going to shape out. And as much planning as you can do to feel comfortable and confident in taking, you know, taking those first few steps, the bottom line is you never really know what's going to happen at the end of the day. So I think part of it, too, for me, um, is also just sort of, you know, letting go a little and seeing mm-hmm. things happen the way... Um, that they can happen as opposed to sort of forcing a, a way onto them. And what I've discovered, and again, this sort of goes back to the idea of, of you know, the topic of today's show, is I also have a, a really amazing group of people that are supporting me right now. Everybody on my team, my, particularly my leadership team, has stepped up um, to sort of help me move through these transitions for the firm uh, and for myself. And I, I really appreciate everyone that's been around me so far. That's awesome. That's really awesome. So, so tell us about some innovation because I know some people aren't going to be familiar. So, give us a snapshot, you know, of what you do. You know, your sweet spot clients, um, that kind of thing, and how you built it. Like we're uh, we're always interested in like how you actually build your business. So. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, yeah, so what we do is sort of in summer, uh, summation, we provide accounting consulting services. Um, and, and that's targeted towards businesses who are ready to move beyond the compliance phase um, of accounting. Obviously, compliance is important. It's a part of what we do. But we're more interested in working with businesses who are interested in growth and strategy and, and moving their headcount uh, forward, for example. And so... Um, so we have three divisions of our company. We have an outsourced accounting department, bookkeeping, controller, and CFO services. We have an accounting technology team uh, dealing with migration, um, integration issues, software selection. And then we have our talent acquisition and recruiting team, which is really just about the people behind the numbers. And our mission is to really make sure that these three things um, are, are the, right, uh, the right combination of, of services for all the clients that we interact with. And so to answer your second question, um, again, a sweet spot client is a, a client that's growing, but we've been able to uh, provide this level of service to a fairly broad sector of clients. Um, right now, we do a lot of work, though, with nonprofits. Um, mid mid-size, small to mid-sized growing nonprofits. We have a pretty extensive uh, track record of working with international businesses coming into the U.S. for the first time. That's the reference to Neuland Alliance earlier. Um, and we're also seeing mm. an increase in creative professionals, uh, arts businesses who want to sort of adopt ideas around entrepreneurship. And um, yeah, so that you know that that being said, um, you know we you know I think we've also had some um, pretty strong skill sets around complex businesses, particularly multi-channel inventory-based businesses. So um, I would say that our strengths 
comes from the people that we've chosen to hire. They're all very intelligent people, and we try to make sure that the clients we're serving are in alignment with the skills that they have to offer, um, which actually brings me to the third point about the question of sort of how this thing all came to be. You know, I came on board, I would say, about six years ago as the then president, now CEO of Sum Innovation, but it wasn't Sum Innovation before I took over. Um, the company was called the Bookkeeping Company um, of mm-hmm. New York City. It was a boutique, full-service, um, full-charge bookkeeping service company for the New York City metro area, and it was serving a very small population of, of uh, clients inside of New York City. Um, but, you know, when you know, I, I kind of got involved through a, a sort of random way of understanding this organization and this community through workforce development, but the long and short of it is that once I took over that responsibility to grow the firm, I realized just how, how potent um, <laughs> this opportunity was and, and how much of an impact I could create. Um, in the local economies of the businesses that we serve. And so that sort of began this um, this sort of, I almost want to call it like a maddening desire to understand how critical accounting was um, for our clients and to, and to then bring that to them. Uh, it was first by really tackling the business model and breaking away from just doing bookkeeping services. And then it became a question of technology and how critical that is affecting our industry and how we want to respond to that, then it became a, a deeper investigation of, of how do we structure our organization, what type of processes do we want to put in place. Um, and, and finally, we're at this sort of stage today where, you know, we've brought on these amazingly talented leader leaders of each of the divisions of our firm. And, and now for me, it's, it's, it's now letting them do their thing and rock it out and support them and cultivate them and give them what they need and be responsive. And so, um, you know, it's, it's been a, a fast growth um, experience for us. I mean, we started, I mean, when I took over the company, there were, there was two original owners and, and one contractor. And, and now at our, our peak, we've been at about 25 people. So, wow. um, and that was in a, yeah, that was in a period of a few years. Um, so, wow. Yeah, and intense and, <laughs> and exciting. That's amazing. Yeah, how did yeah. so how did you how did you find clients? Did they just come to you word of mouth? Did you do mar- intense marketing? How did you sort of build it out? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Um, you know, I think a lot of our business in in the accounting space tends to be referral based, right? Through relationships. Mm-hmm. And that and that I and I say that because I, I I want, you know, people to understand that the relationships are critical. And so and so we do have this funnel of business that comes through relationships. But that being said, my background actually was in development and communications for nonprofits and arts marketing with a specialization in social media. And so what ended up happening um, is, you know, obviously you, you sort of play off your strengths. I, I dove right in uh, and really tried to bring all of the best practices that I could, all the ideas that I had about social media and online marketing to the table when I wanted to, when I built up uh, some innovation. And, and, and that was um, very valuable. I mean, I, 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 we have gotten leads and clients through Twitter. We're now mm-hmm. trying to tap the Facebook equation, um, which has been difficult. But, but our website has been uh, an amazing source of business opportunity for us. And, and, you know, it's been both paid search through Google Ads and, and organic stuff and blogging and, uh, you know, and just sort of consistent online marketing. And that's really, that's really worked for us. 
Um, we're now moving into another phase of business development, which has a lot to do with um, innovation around business development strategy. Um, and so that's like a, a whole other conversation. But, but this is sort of how we've gotten to, to this point is the, you know, a combination of strong relationships and online presence. Yeah, that's amazing. And and did you, I mean, obviously, when you went into the bookkeeping company that you were working at, because I remember I met mm-hmm. you at that time, you know, <laughs> yeah. did you, were you, um, were you always into accounting? I mean, obviously, you had to have some background in numbers in order to work for that company, right? I mean, how did you, <laughs> or <Yeah>. no, <laughs> maybe not. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, so, first of all, yes, of course, if you, if you do accounting, you have to have skills. I'm not going right. to deny that. That is the case. Um, and, you know, and that's important. Yeah. But uh, I was, you know, I, I sort of immediately reflect back whenever I'm asked this question. Of, I remember at one point I was, you know, I, I was young in, in high school. I had gotten hit hit by a car, you know, it was a very bad accident, so I had all this homework that I had to do at home, right? And one of the books on my lap one day was this, like, calculus or, or advanced geometry or some, some math book, right? And I just hated it. I hated it with a passion. And if I was that kid that would, would you know, refuse to do math, say, I'm never going to do this, it's not going to not going to touch my life in any way, shape, or form. I want to be a dancer. I want to be an artist. And so I threw the book across the room, right? And so, so maybe mm-hmm. it's like, a, I don't know, one of those things where it's like a destiny thing or, or the, the writing is on the wall. Boom, here I am running an accounting firm. Um, but what happened along the way and particularly occurred in my last position before I came on board um, um, as the president and CEO of Some Innovation was... Um, you know, I, I, I was I was a development and communications director for a nonprofit workforce agency, and our mission was to help unemployed and low-income individuals enter into the workforce as bookkeepers. Right, so we, that's mm-hmm. what we were teaching. Now, I wasn't an instructor. Um, my job was to make sure that we raised money for the organization, and we told the rest of the world how important it is that we were doing what we were doing. And in that process is when I discovered how important what we were doing as accounting professionals mm-hmm. was. And then mm-hmm. because I was so compelled to tell that story clearly, I decided to enter or enroll myself into the same program that our constituents were going through, which at that point was a year-long accounting program. Um, and we, not only did we do you know, debits and credits and, and, and you know, creating by hand all of the accounting reports and understanding how they all tie together and learning the terminology, we were also interfacing with different softwares like QuickBooks and Peachtree and trying to really understand right. what all of this stuff meant. Um, and so as I was going through this experience, this is when I really understood um, why we were doing or why we were doing what we were doing, but more importantly, why what we were doing was so important. Because I, I saw all of the opportunity that could be created if accountants could step up, right? If they could mm-hmm. help their clients to make better business decisions. And that's when I actually fell in love with the industry, when I realized its power to make a difference. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting story. So you really, I mean, you saw the need, you saw the power, and you like went for it in your own way, which is fantastic. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue talking to Matthew Hegum of Some Innovations. So stay tuned. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Tax compliance can be a pain for businesses, but Avalara's powerful tax automation technology simplifies sales tax and other business taxes with real-time tax calculation and automatic return filing. 
It's simple to get started because Avalara works inside your accounting, e-commerce, and point-of-sale systems. That's why thousands of the world's best businesses outsource their tax compliance with Avalara. Shouldn't you too? Learn more at Avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A.com. Advance and evolve. Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases, branded content, and consulting, visit rhinogirlmedia.com. Are you a small business ready to work remotely with a CPA who is passionate and radical? New Vision CPA Group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price. We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit newvisioncpagroup.com today for more information. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5790. Again, that's 1 866 472 5790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Let's Get Radical. I'm Liz Gold, and I'm here with Jody Paydar. And our guest today is Matthew Hagem from the Sum Innovation. And um, so, Matthew, so tell us about, you know, building a great team. I mean, I know that you were talking about your own great team who's really supported you through your move to Virginia from New York City, which is a big deal. But, you know, how do you, how do you put together a great team? Um, yeah, well, first of all, people have written books about this, right? So, so we're not <laughs> going right. to be able to answer that all in one full suit. But I can tell you <laughs> what my thoughts are for sure. I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think part of building a great team is knowing what you want to build, right? And, and, uh, and that's really the first step is having a clear sense of your vision of, of, of what you want to see in the world and, and then understanding which I think is the second element to this, um, uh, what you can and cannot do, right? I mean, there are certain things that you might have to do um, at the beginning yourself, but ultimately um, you're going to need to be able to let those go, those, those activities or those skills or those functions fall into someone else. And so I think part of build, building a team is, is knowing yourself really well. Um, mm. Then from there, it's, it's sort of understanding, well, what does that really mean? And I think one of the things that, uh, that has come out over the last few years for me, which has been very clear in terms of our strategy around team building, is the importance of value alignment. Um, 
right? So we talk about, you know, a lot of people talk about building culture and they talk about the importance of values and, and, and it is true. All of that is very true. Um, what we've had to do though was discover values that were um, inside of or embedded in each of the people that made our, or rather started our culture, started our company because I think, and I think there's sort of a, an approach towards value um, which is prescriptive, right? Where, where these are our values and you have to follow them. Um, but I'm more interested in, in values that are organic and emerge as a process of creation. And so, so I think part of also for me building a team um, is really getting to know people on, on a much deeper level. And I, I you know, I, I love all of these structures that people create around like, you know, 60 day check-ins or 90 day check-ins or annual check-ins. And there's sort of all these things that they say you should do in order to know who your people are. Um, But really what it just comes down to is having a very open, honest and authentic conversation about goals and, and, and future and long-term planning. And so I think, um, I think if you have those, elements of, or the, rather, if, you, if that's embedded in the conversation, this idea of the values are coming from the people that you're hiring as much as they're coming from who you are and what you want to create in the world, then you can really, really start to create the foundation for what can be a great team, right? Um, from that point forward, for me, it's really just a matter of, of having empathy, um, practicing authenticity, and then learning to communicate in mm-hmm. as many different ways as is humanly possible. Um, I, I know for me in particular, what I've discovered is um, I'm, I'm really good at communicating with some types of people and I'm not good at communicating with other types of people. But that doesn't mean that the group of people that I might not be um, most aligned with from, from a communications perspective, that doesn't mean that they don't belong on our team. Um, and in mm-hmm. fact, this is a part of the equation I think that's important when you talk about building a great team. It really is a team that needs to be diverse. You need to have people who, who wear different glasses and have different opinions and, and will challenge you on what you think is right because that's what we're doing here. We're trying to um, you know, solve big problems for people and uh, there's no one right way to do it. Do you think this has been harder as you've grown bigger to kind of keep that same idea of that organic um, team growth because now people are no longer just like reporting directly to you. They're reporting yeah. to other people and like making sure that everybody gets that piece. Cause um, mm. it's interesting. Like as you grow, right? Like that, that it's harder to continue that culture. Um, so, so have you found it to be more difficult or do you think kind of the things that the foundation well, you set early on has helped? Yeah, I mean, the, um, well, the difficulty, to be fair, has been mostly for me. And I say that because, um, you know, I've had to, uh, you know, check my ego. I've had to step back. I've had to understand that, that there are things that I will never understand. Um, and so part of, uh, you know, part of the, 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 or rather the biggest challenge has been for, for me as a leader to understand when to participate and when not to participate. But, um, but to go back to sort of this idea of just the difficulty around the growth itself, yeah, I mean, I think, I think one of the, the things that has come out for me uh, in terms of my understanding of how organizations are structured um, is a preference to stay away from rigid hierarchy, right? And I think, yeah, if you, if you build a concrete house, 
right? And it's going to be very yeah. difficult to add another layer or another room or another, you know, another something else. But if you see your organization as an ecosystem and you look to that ecosystem as sort of a, a like a, a mix of symbiotic relationships and, and you focus on health and well-being and, and you approach it from this holistic, organic perspective, um, it's actually much easier um, I think I think now here here's the here's the catch though right and we're we're dealing with accountants right and so oftentimes accountants want things to be very clear and spelled out and 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 in some cases actually prescribed um, and so part of the challenge too in this conversation is helping others to understand how to live in this um, organic space of growth and 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 knowing that we have a vision knowing that we want to go somewhere but also knowing that things change um, because we'll learn something new. We'll learn something amazing. And so I think, yeah, I mean, I think it, it, it has been difficult. Um, and it's, re- it, you know, I think before it was very beginning stages, a lot of stuff that was in my head, trying to get it out, trying to work with people. But over time, it actually, again, if you practice this act of, of, of leadership effectively, it actually gets easier because you're, because you then become surrounded by other people who are just as effective as leaders as you are. And now you're doing this as a team as opposed to an individual. Um, yeah, so that's the, sort of an answer to your question. So, no, so I, let me... I think... Oh, go ahead, Liz. Well, I, I was going to just change the subject, but go ahead. Continue with what you were going to just ask. <laughs> no, so I guess my thought is, is I, I think that's really interesting perspective because... Um, you're bringing diversity just by nature of where your background is to accountants. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, when cultures uh, overlap or whatever, then new ideas grow. And, and so I love the fact that you don't have a, a quote unquote traditional accounting background because I, I yeah. think it gives opportunity for, um, for change to take place and diversity just of that, right? Just the diversity mm. of thought of coming in and, and making it more collaborative as opposed to a hierarchy. And I, I think the industry needs that. So, you know, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. So we have to go to a quick break in a few minutes, but before we do that, I have one question for you because a lot of our listeners are small businesses and, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. like starting Mm -hmm. to hire and, you know, obviously culture is really important and sometimes you think somebody is going to be a great hire and then they come in and they're a disaster or, you know, it's not a good fit for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Mm -hmm. what are a few questions employers, business owners can ask? that could sort of maybe help ease that process and bring on somebody to give them a good understanding of who they're actually bringing on? Um, yeah, I mean, I think especially if it's on the, in the early stages, you need to understand if this person is going to have the capacity. And maybe they won't, but at least the capacity is important to grow with your organization. And so big questions like, what is your vision for your future career? What do you love doing? What do you want to do when you wake up in the morning? What's going to get you excited and motivated and, and, and encouraged to face you know, face the unknown and tackle some really tough business problems. And I think if you, you'll get the, you'll get a, a clear sense of that person's um, grit and desire and passion right out of the answers to those questions. And I think at the beginning, that's something that's really important to understand if you're planning on growing a business with multiple people and retention is of interest to you. Um, yeah, I think that, I think that's a good place to start. 
Okay, that's great. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to continue talking to Matthew all about HR and, and talent, so stay tuned. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Advance and evolve. Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases, branded content, and consulting, visit rhinogirlmedia.com. Tax compliance can be a pain for businesses, but Avalara's powerful tax automation technology simplifies sales tax and other business taxes with real-time tax calculation and automatic return filing. It's simple to get started because Avalara works inside your accounting, e-commerce, and point-of-sale systems. That's why thousands of the world's best businesses outsource their tax compliance with Avalara. Shouldn't you too? Learn more at avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A.com. Are you a small business ready to work remotely with a CPA who is passionate and radical? New Vision CPA Group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price. We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit newvisioncpagroup.com today for more information. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. You are listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I'm Jody Pater, and I'm here with Liz Gold, and you are listening to Let's Get Radical. And before we um, get into the next segment, um, I do have to give a quick shout-out to Intuit as a big thank you for sponsoring our show today. Um, we have been talking to Matthew Hageman, who's known as the Dancing CEO, and he's the co-founder of Thumb Innovation, and that's Thumb with an S-U-M, um, as in accounting, which I think is pretty cool. Um, but... What's interesting to me, as Matthew's been telling us in the earlier segment, is about the growth that their company has experienced and kind of his leadership through it. But I guess I want to get into a little bit more operational kind of stuff, right? And Matthew, my question for you is, is how has it been for you to um, to deal with the operational growth aside from the culture and, I, I guess, um, assigning tasks? and actually having the, um, the transition of work um, transfer. Because mm. everyone talks about leadership and culture, but, like, I want to yeah. know the nitty-gritty management day-to-day, how are tasks actually transferred, and, and how do you keep your whole team in that place, making sure that the work yeah. is getting done? 
Yeah, totally. Um, <clears throat> that's a, a great question. Uh, so I think I think a couple of responses to that. One, you know, we recently implemented uh, a team huddle structure, right? And this is an opportunity uh, for the the key management team members to come together and in, within thirty minutes or less talk about the top issues, share any insights, explain what's going on, um, you know, throw up any red flags, ask for help, uh, and also share share accomplishments, um, right? And so this structure of, of a sort of a super dynamic team huddle has allowed our leadership team to stay on the same page. And then from there, you know, our, our each of our leaders leaders then go to their teams and do do the same thing. Um, and so I think part of that that sort of flow of communication is, is really important. It's an important mechanism to stay on top of what's happening and to make sure that work is moving in the right direction. Uh, we also are using Slack, uh, which has helped us. Thank you. Thank God to get out of mm-hmm. the inbox so much and, and really manage conversations around very specific topics that are important to a deliverable or a customer or an, a particular area of the business, whether it's, uh, you know, a marketing initiative or a, uh, you know, a team management initiative, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then from there, it's also just about being clear about roles and responsibilities. I know, I know that's, you know, obvious on some level, but, you know, one of the recent things that, that came to fruition in a conversation conversation I had actually with my, with my coach, my uh, career coach, was the conversation or, a, or rather a conversation on the differences between expectations versus agreements. And I think what's important to do as, in term, from an operational perspective is to make sure that you have very clear agreements with your employees, right? Not, not these sort of unstated expectations of, oh, well, I, I would love it if you did this, and I, you know, in a perfect world, I expect this, but actually mm-hmm. say, what you, say what you want and put it on a piece of paper and make it a real thing, and then use that as the mechanism for, um, for scoring their performance. And so, so we have, you know, of course, we have um, processes internally where we, do, where right, right now, for example, we're developing all of the scorecards for a bunch of new positions that happened within the firm, and these scorecards are um, documents that we use to outline and define the metrics, the performance metrics um, that the individual needs to achieve ideally. And then we use that to coach them, guide them, mentor them, support them, educate them, um, and, and encourage them along. Um, and, then I'll, and then from there, it's, of course, there's other tools that we're using. And for our, um, you know, for our practice management, uh, client management, we have a, you know, a combination of things. But right now, we just switched over to um, some of the zero practice manager tools, which has been an interesting transition for us. Um, with our ta- our talent team has a, their own sort of technology that they use, um, and I think for us ultimately what it what it's come down to is um, just making sure that the flow of conversation is is constant. Um, that that's really been the the key to our success and from an operational perspective. And so when you um, implement like these systems and processes, do you, are you finding that your team members are like enjoying them or do you see them? I mean, like, is there buy-in? Well, they're from... making them. So. Okay. <laughs> I mean, in many mm-hmm. ways, they're making them, right? And so, um, so if they don't enjoy it, then, you know, they should ask themselves why they made something that they didn't enjoy, right? Um, and, I, and I think that's, that's the important thing to kind of isolate in this process, particularly when you're looking 
to put in processes around in a high growth environment like some innovation, um, the people who are going to do the work has to be a part of the conversation. Of course, they have to be a part of the conversation, and and ultimately they need to feel empowered in the act of carrying out the process. And so, um, yeah, I mean, there have been moments that, you know, I think where, where um, that's been difficult, I think, but those difficulties come not necessarily from the direct line of work that we're talking about, but actually the intersection. I can give you one interesting example. You know, we, we recently sort of revamped our onboarding uh, and, and uh, or, yeah, really it's our onboarding process, particularly as sales came into the company and then were delivered as new clients to the firm. And, and, you know, we know what the team members need. We got that down. They have questions and, and forms and, and checklists and all this great stuff in place. They're wonderful people, right? They got that, right? And our salesperson is doing an amazing job getting every, them everything they need queued up to be successful. But then there's marketing, right? And marketing needs all of these little bits and pieces of information. And so one of the challenges that we had recently was, was the demand of the demands of marketing on the onboarding process, right? Because now you have to outweigh, you're sort of weighing out, well, you know, we don't want to overburden the client with too many questions. We don't want to um, require the the services team to ask a bunch of marketing questions that they don't understand. So how are we going to work together to solve the problem of multiple stakeholders requiring um, sort of a touch point or access to information in this process. And so, so we're, we're looking at ways to, to address that by, by putting up new um, sort of like new client forms, looking at a, a sort of a layer of customer service support. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it, the, the conflict oftentimes comes from just, uh, you know, differing needs or differing expectations on the back end. Um, that's where we, see, where we see our conflict with processes. Hmm. That seems pretty innovative to me. I mean, just to sort of like have, you know, onboarding materials from all the different perspectives in the firm to try to, you know, glean information from the new client. Because I don't I don't feel like maybe other firms do it, but um, it seems pretty, pretty unique um, to me. So, you know, I mean, yeah, I I guess my question for you is, you know, how do you um, make sure you have. The, I mean, I think you did actually answer this, how you have the right mix of talent. So let me find you a better question. <laughs> um, what are some trends? Like, what are some trends? Like, what are some overall trends in HR in recruiting and retaining that you're seeing and that you help your clients sort of implement? Yeah. Um, you know, my, my favorite, there are two big ones right now that are sort of calling my name, right? So I, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm compelled to, to, to discuss these. Um, one is, is talent acquisition, right? Or the attraction of talent to your firm. And I, 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 I'm struggling with that personally because I actually now can say after six years of working my butt off, I have people who I think are incredible coming to me saying, I want to work with you. I want to work with you. My problem is I'm such an opportunistic guy and I want to say yes to everybody and their mother that I have to figure out a way to manage these conversations, set realistic expectations, and also find entry points into um, this idea of talent attraction. But I will say that, okay, so that's now let's roll that out to, to, the, to the general audience. Okay, so this, this idea of actually having people want to work with you Above all, yeah, you're right. Like you're not hunting for them; they're hunting for you. Like that's the mm-hmm. thing that I think is is a super important topic for people to, to be talking about. And what it comes back to is vision, mission, values, purpose, 
branding, social media, presence mm-hmm. online, and communicating that to the prospective candidate so they know whether or not they're a good fit for you. But then you have to find a way to open the door. So how do you open that door? Right? So that's one aspect of, of talent that I think is interesting to talk about these days. The other one is diversity. Right? We, I, you know, I, I can't even stress how significant, we, we all know this, how significant uh, it, the changes are around technology, not just within the accounting space, but beyond the accounting space. And we need people who can think in completely different ways in our workforce tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And so, and so we can't just keep hiring the same people that we always hire. We have to really break out of the box. We have to, we have to tap into our own understanding of what diversity really means and then blow that out of the water so that we can completely revolutionize our, our workforce. And then I'm saying that specifically about the accounting industry in particular because I think we have mm-hmm. a big problem here. Right? We, we, there's not enough women, there's not enough people of color, there's not enough mm-hmm. um, queer, LGBTQ people. Mm-hmm. That we need, a, there's not enough dancers, there's not enough artists. <laughs> there right. needs to be more of us in the space. Yeah, well, I just wrote a chapter about this in Jody's new book called Embrace Difference and Diversity. So I would be interested yeah. in hearing your <laughs> process, your uh, thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, and I think even, you know, to just to get, you know, we are facing in the world, in the country right now, a lot, a lot of of issues, <laughs> right, oh, to put oh. it mildly. So, I mean, how does that, you know, how does the current administration impact, you know, how you should really deal with diversity in, in the workplace? Because I know there's like businesses that don't want to get political or, you know, how do you navigate these conversations when there are really big um, issues happening in the country right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I hear you on that one. This is one that I've been thinking about. So I, you know, I'm, I've been involved in the conscious capitalism community for a while. And this yeah. is really just a matter of, you know, taking a bigger step back and looking at the role that you play as a business in the world from a social perspective. And, and I, I, we need people to be practicing conscious capitalism and taking this seriously. And so when it comes to the current situation, there needs mm-hmm. to be a zero tolerance policy, period, end of story. And you, I, and I, I don't know how, you know, th- this is where you've got to start talking to attorneys and legal advisors and, and, and really go down deep on, okay, well, how, how does a business Talk of a business talk about racism, and and acknowledge that racism in this case it exists in our organization, even if right. we don't, we're not aware of it. Right? It could be language right. choice. It could be um, preference, uh, uh, personal preferences that just sort of reflect the, the, themselves in a certain way. And so, so I think I think that it, you know, it's it's a being willing to talk about it, and but b bringing in the right people to talk about it, not being afraid to talk about it, but ultimately at the end of the day just saying no, 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 we're not going to accept it because it's not mm-hmm. acceptable. And, and I say that it's not, a, I mean, yes, that from a social perspective, perspective and a culture perspective, it's not acceptable. But by the way, right, it's also not horrible for business, especially if we're talking about diver, diverse, diversifying our talent because we need to innovate, because we need to face the problems of the future. And so we're, by not talking about it, not only are we doing a huge disservice to the world at large, but we're also doing a huge disservice to every single person that wants to work with us or is working with us, whether a client, vendor, or otherwise. Um, I mean, I, I think, so I think the last thing I'll say is just that the sense of urgency has to go up. 
you know, no, yeah. no complacency. People need to move now. I mean, that's one of the things that, that I love about your book, uh, Jody Radical CPA, is that that agent for change now idea. It's like that needs this needs to happen, and we need to just face it head on. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. I think neutrality makes you complicit, and so you have to come out one way or another. And um, it's really complicated. I mean, it doesn't need to be complicated, you know, um, but it feels complicated. Um, So we're going to take a quick break, and when we return, we're going to continue talking to Matthew Hegum of some innovation. So stay tuned. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you a small business ready to work remotely with a CPA who is passionate and radical? New Vision CPA Group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price. We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit newvisioncpagroup.com today for more information. Advance and evolve. Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases, branded content, and consulting, visit rhinogirlmedia.com. Tax compliance can be a pain for businesses, but Avalara's powerful tax automation technology simplifies sales tax and other business taxes with real-time tax calculation and automatic return filing. It's simple to get started because Avalara works inside your accounting, e-commerce, and point-of-sale systems. That's why thousands of the world's best businesses outsource their tax compliance with Avalara. Shouldn't you too? Learn more at Avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Let's Get Radical. I'm Liz Gold, and I'm here with Jody Paydar. And our guest today is Matthew Hegum of the Sum innovation of some innovation sorry that came out weird um (laughs) so we've been talking about talent and hr and um Mm -hmm. how matthew has built his business and um so i understand that you have something regard something happening regarding emerging leaders at account tax so you want to tell us about that yeah absolutely yeah so you know I am so excited about the possibilities of transformation that can exist at the hands of accountants. 
Um, so much so that I agreed to go into a partnership with Accountex, uh, which is a big accounting technology um, agency or um, uh, conference, and create, uh, in partnership with Some Innovation, an emerging leaders program that carries out some of these ideas that we have uh, embedded in our culture and the work that we do at Some Innovation. And so this is a day-long immersive, interactive experience where we hit on a couple of really key issues in, uh, around management and leadership and, and tools and strategies and communication techniques and, and storytelling and, and ultimately trying to create an opportunity for these individuals who attend to create a plan for themselves to then take the, take their ideas around leadership into action. And so I'm, I'm, I'm so excited about this program because it's, it's, it's the first time we're doing it and it's going to continue and we're going to be playing with a lot of new structures around accountability and, and partnering up with people and helping each other to, um, to support this dialogue on shifting, uh, shifting the, the needs of more leaders within this industry who are just as radical as, as those of us on the phone. <laughs> and where and when is this? Yes, it's on, so it's part of the Countex. Um, the actual summit, or sorry, the actual thing itself is on September 7th in Boston. Oh. Um, the conference is from the 6th to the 8th, 8th at the Heinz Convention Center in Boston, Massachusetts. So if you're in the Boston oh, wow. area, um, you can, it's at countexusa.com and then you go find the Emerging Leaders page and you'll get all the info you need. And so do you have to apply to be part of the program or is it you can just go and sort of join the lineup? So you can go and join the lineup. It's a, it's an intimate group right now, um, which is we're trying to keep it nice and tight. Um, but you can mm-hmm. register as part of the process for, for Account Text. Um, I would say go and register now if you want to be a part of the inaugural experience because this group will be the group that then forms the evolution of this group going forward. Um, Very so cool. Yeah, time to get on the ground floor. Very cool. Um, I look forward to seeing updates around that um and it'll be interesting to see like who who comes out of it and what comes out of it yeah. so that's that's very yeah. exciting so, so what, what other your, yeah i was going to say what is your vision for that group to end up being um yeah that's a great question um and it's a question that i can't answer yet per se because it the vision that i'm looking for is a shared vision and so my piece of the vision is is the ideals and some of the values that we carry at some innovation to be carried out into the world. Um, what I'm looking for with regards to account tax, you know, they have this emerging, or sorry, this leadership council. I'm a member of that leadership council, but I want to see more faces. I want to see younger, newer faces. I want to see the next generation there. I want to, I really want to see um, a, an incredibly dynamic group of people behind account tax who are helping to shift the industry in a much more substantial way. And what it really also just comes down to is we need more great leaders. So that's my goal. Yeah. That's a great goal. Yeah. Yeah, that's really fantastic. So, I mean, you also do a lot of other things. You do, you know, you're a big dancer. You do arts lab. You do left side labs. I mean, how do you balance all of this? You know, um, how do you manage your time? Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I, I 
so balance is a funny word because balance implies that there are two parts that could be equal. And, and what I've come to discover is that mm. for me, what it really is more about is finding harmony, right? And so mm. how do I find harmony? Well, I, I, I create sacred space for myself, right? I block out time to be creative. I don't try to draw a line between my art life and my business life. I let those things mix and mingle and influence. And I try to find a place of presence and, and, and understanding so that I can be where I am now and be the visionary that I need to be for the future. But it, you know, and so, and so, you know, from, you know, you could ask about time. Time is a funny thing. We all have only so many hours a day. Um, but I have a, a, a friend of mine who does social capital coaching and she talks about Richard Branson and she gives this example of a plate, right? And we're also worried about having, you know, five things on our plate you know, three things, and then somebody wants us to do more, and then we start to say, okay, well, I've got to take this off my plate. Well, what she said was, well, what if your plate was bigger? And that's the thing that, that is interesting mm. to me. It's actually about building capacity and realizing that you aren't, time is not limited. Resources are not limited. Everything you need is around you. You just need to increase your capacity to engage with, your, with the possibilities that exist. Right. And so that being said, I do everything I do is with another person. I partner up all the time and I find people that I love working with and then we solve problems together and we don't worry about the money. We don't worry about all the all the nitty gritty stuff. We just look at the vision and we break it down and we move forward fast. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's great. My, stat, my statement on that. I love that. I really love that. So, Matthew, yeah, I think that's, um, we I think that's really cool. We, so we have to close, but tell us or tell our listeners where they can find you online. Absolutely. So you can learn about some innovation at S-U-M, S-U-M innovation.com. Um, and you can find me at Twitter at M-A-T, Matt Hegem, H-E-G-G-E-M. I'm a big Twitter user and everything else you need is on some innovation.com. Awesome. So thank you so much, Matthew, for being here with us. And I I look forward to hearing more about the conference and the Emerging Leaders um, extravaganza you have going on. And and for everybody out there, you can always shoot Jody and I an email at Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. We're on iTunes and Stitcher. Um, And... You can leave us a review. We're on Facebook. What else, Jody? What am I missing? Yeah, leave us some love on iTunes. And if you have an idea for the show, feel free to reach out and um, be in touch. Yeah. And thank you very much. Thank you, Matthew. And um, we will talk to you soon. Yes, thank you. Have a great day, okay? Take care. Ciao. so much for tuning in to let's get radical please join liz gold and jody paydar again next tuesday morning at 8 a.m pacific time 11 a.m eastern time on the voice america business channel this week it's time for you to get radical
Let's Get Radical is brought to you by Avalara, sales tax automation for businesses of all sizes. Visit us on the web at avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A dot com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 